Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. Uh, today's podcast is on navigating COVID-19 and all about a couple of affiliates we're going to talk to about how they've gone through and dealt with the shutdown and coming back out of it. I've got Amy Best and Katrina McElraith with me. Amy's from up in Caboolture, and I've also got Katrina from Hills Touch in Sydney. So I uh, hope you can learn a little bit from it and what they've done throughout and on the way out. So, Amy, I'd like to start with you. Can you, before we get underway and talking about everything that's happening with COVID and COVID-19 and shutdown, just let us know a little bit about your club, probably pre-COVID, probably pre-March this year, and yeah, a little bit about yourself as well. Hey, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, so, I have been around touch footy since probably my teens, played my teens through to my early 20s. Um, my father, Ross, was the administrator at Caboolture Touch for many, many, many years. And I took over from him about five years ago. Before COVID hit, we had been moving very well upwards. Um, biggest season ever, I had 90 senior teams and nearly 40 junior teams prior to COVID. So we were um, making leaps and bounds in that. We'd started our referee development and our junior academy, our free women's program that we were running on Sunday mornings to get women into touch. So we were doing really, really well. Our club's been around for about 30 years. We used to play in a velodrome with an esky out of the back of a ute 30 years ago, as some clubs I'm sure have all been there. Um, now we're actually looking at getting redevelopment happening and a, a multi-million dollar facility where we are. So yeah, we've come from fairly meager starts to be quite happy and successful where we are. Yeah, excellent. And so I think we can all remember that week. I was actually up at, at, in Coffs Harbour when everything started to sort of, you know, the news was happening and everyone was talking about what's going to happen, is there going to be a lockdown? And we just sort of scraped through NTLs the week before stuff happened. Um, shutdown comes, our sport stops. Touch was one of the last sports to stop. It was, yeah. How did you stay connected with your membership and your players, referees, just anyone around the club? What, what did you do to keep connected? So, obviously, we were lucky enough now, I guess, this day and age to have a lot of social media aspects, and that played a really important part. Um, also, email, obviously. Uh, we emailed out and kept our members informed as much as we could, as constantly as we could. We then sort of, to try and uplift people quite a bit, we, we started to post out old photos. We found some photos from 30 years ago with the mullets and the high pants and all the rest of those fun things. So we did a lot of that as well, just to get people engaged and probably just to keep them upbeat um, and interested in touch as a sport as well, so that we still kept them eager to come back. We also um, started doing with our Junior State Cup teams. Obviously, they had just been selected in preparation for the Junior State Cup, which we have in Queensland in uh, July. Um, and we did that uh, staying in touch where we were throwing the ball around between the kids in isolation, um, which took off really, really well. And we've got some really fun videos on our Facebook page. So that was a really good way to engage with everyone as well. Um, obviously, yeah. So email, Facebook, just keeping everyone current in what was happening, sharing a lot of the Queensland Touch and TFA train and sames and um, some of the interviews they were doing and, and the flashbacks. We found that to be a really good way to keep everyone current and, and engaged and just keep their mind off the negativity surrounding the COVID dramas. Yeah, excellent. I'm sure everyone loved seeing the uh, pictures of the mullets and the old <laughs> Harry high pants and body yeah. suits and things coming out, which is, it's always good to see. You think, wow, did people actually wear those, those jerseys and, and clothes? Yes. But um, 
it is interesting. Then you look back, you know, only five, ten years. I look back at some of the, the pictures of me refereeing only five or ten years ago, and I think, wow, how dated do those, do those uniforms look? So it doesn't take long. It doesn't no, take long. No, it doesn't. Um, so you're finally, you're, you're back up and running tonight. Um, yes. You've got a few people manning the, the desk while you're, you're talking to us. Um, what changes have you made coming back into competition? Oh, look, it was a very involved process and it took a lot of hours for us to get back up and running and do that COVID plan. Um, the COVID plan has been very fluid, obviously, as the stages changed and then the requirements within the stages changed, the COVID plan had to be redone many times and tweaked is probably a better way of saying it. Um, we've had to extend our game time slightly. So we were running 6, 30, 7, 28, 10. We're now running 6, 30. 7.30, just to allow for that flow to happen easily because on I've got 90 senior teams um, tonight I play 48 senior teams um, luckily we only lost three senior teams after coming back which was really really pleasing that we got most of our teams back everyone was really keen um, communication with all the members has been key to making sure that we were able to do these things well um, we've obviously got all the sanitising stations up, QR codes plastered all over the facility. Um, cleaning, obviously, has been the other thing that we've had to increase. That was a big change. Instead of the toilets and stuff only being cleaned once or twice a week, they're now being cleaned every day. So whether you get your committees or stuff to help out with that or you're in luxury enough to be able to get in a, um, an independent contractor, uh, that was probably the other really big thing. Uh, Representative has probably been our biggest change. Our kids all missed out on JSC. Um, we have been competing with all the other sports starting all at the same time with our juniors, and that's been our biggest um, difference is I lost probably eight junior teams. I've gone from 38 junior teams down to 30. Um, but it's still touch. Everyone just has been so grateful almost to come back and play that they're willing to jump through the hoops that the governments have put up for us. I would have to say that the biggest problem that I've had, not problem, but change, would be in Queensland, you have to be seated when you are drinking alcohol. <laughs> so that's probably been reminding people of that fact has been the biggest hurdle, I guess, in a positive sense and in a funny sense, because it's come a bit of a, a joke around the place that when I come out, whether they've got a drink in their hand or not now, they sit down, yeah. um, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. Canteen, we didn't open straight away. We only opened the canteen after a couple of weeks of getting people familiar with the new uh, protocols and, and procedures involved. But once everyone was okay with that, we opened the canteen. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it touches back and everyone's loving it. That's good. And uh, Senior State Cup, you've got uh, the Queensland Senior State Cup, the second year coming up uh, this this year, if you're not from Queensland, uh, Queensland State Cup happens a week before the New South Wales State Cup. So it's pretty pretty cool. Hopefully we'll see some few teams playing against each other down the track. Uh, have you got teams lining up and, and looking to play there? Definitely, definitely. We'd started that process pre-COVID, kept touching base with a lot of our coaching staff during the shutdown. We've actually got a muster happening uh, on the 20th of September for our seniors. The other really exciting thing is in October, we're going to be having our senior regionals and we're also running it. There's also going to be a junior community cup, which we're hosting for um, potentially you'd be looking at anywhere between 500 and a thousand players and spectators coming down. So we're going to be able to send our 12 junior teams, junior rep teams to that carnival. So they will get some sort of representative game this I'm season. Sure, which I'm sure is they really can't exciting. wait to 
what they can't wait to get out and just yeah. have a run and just get yeah. a sense of normality back into it. So exactly, oh, it's excellent. Um, good stuff. I'd like to, yeah, I'll bring Katrina in. Katrina's joined us from Hills Touch Association in Sydney. Um, Katrina, can you give us a little bit of background on yeah your involvement in the sport and then Hills Hornets, who I always have plenty of uh, discussions about Hills with my manager, Brad, who is the president of Hills Hornets. But it's always good to um, hear from someone else from Hills and see what else is happening there. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm um, the club secretary uh, here at Hills Hornets. Touch. I've actually been involved, uh, like Amy, for, for many, many years. I uh, started playing uh, when I was 13 years old. I uh, had the privilege of uh, being in several representative teams, including NTL, um, State of Origin. Uh, and I've taken over uh, more of an administrative role in the, the last about seven years. Uh, so more so at the moment, uh, we're, we're faced by, by lots of challenges um, and I am fortunate enough to have a fantastic committee uh, to support uh, and get us all back to, to sport in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, excellent. And um, coming back out of COVID and keeping involved with all of your members and membership, what, what strategies did you implement around probably during the, during the shutdown of sport? Did, how did you keep, keep in contact? Look, we were probably at a different uh, part of our touch calendar to our counterparts in Queensland. We've just come off a uh, very busy, quite a hectic summer season. We go from uh, Lord and Cup through to Senior State Cup through to Junior State Cup and, and finish off with, with NTL. Uh, so we usually have a bit of a wind down uh, just in that late March, early April anyway. So those initial stages probably weren't as impacting uh, for us as a club, uh, given that we, we do tend to, to rest, recuperate in that time. Uh, we, we very much left families to have some family time, uh, which was probably a, a good opportunity for us all to, to recharge. Uh, when we, I guess we didn't really uh, contemplate that we'd be off for so long. Uh, so when it came time to start planning for our winter competition and understanding that the Gravity State of Origin had been postponed and, and then um, cancelled uh, and then you know, junior regionals also. So uh, that's when we started increasing our level of communications, uh, re-engaging the community. And when we had our return to sport day, that being that 1st of July, uh, we, we really uh, embraced the opportunity to get back to the field, uh, have that community feel. Uh, firstly, it was involving our representative teams uh, and putting in our COVID safe practices for, for those representative teams. And I've got to say the engagement of those teams and, and the energy that they've displayed uh, has been fantastic. Uh, one thing that we were very mindful of is uh, the fact that from July 1, we were sort of hitting, hitting the ground running with kids participating in all winter sports. So it was almost a catch up. So they've gone from zero back to 150. Uh, so uh, we had a sports scientist uh, that we've engaged uh, with the club and he provided a lot of support and guidance to both the, the coaches, managers uh, and the players in regard to a, a six week return to sport program, whereby we, we very much graded their return to work efforts. 
with the, the knowledge also that most of these kids uh, love their sport and are engaged in multiple sports. So their, their well-being uh, from a physical perspective and trying to hold the reins back a little bit was very much a priority for us. Yeah, so you probably have their coaches at rugby league telling them to do a lot of fitness and they go to soccer, do a lot more fitness and then they come to touch and you've got the touch coaches cracking the whip as well yeah, and telling you yeah. to keep training. So it's yeah. probably a... Um, a good a good strategy to make sure that their yeah their training levels are monitored and and you're not going to to burn them out as soon as they come come back into yeah, sport. Yeah, that's right. And and there's yeah really no off button for for our juniors. Uh, so it, it's yeah, very mindful of that. Keep it fun. Uh, really structure the programs around a, a lesser level of intensity. Uh, and and more recently, ever uh, we we actually start our spring competition, uh, which is uh, our largest of the, of the two competitions each year. We start that next week. So we've got our, our junior teams now heavily involved. We've had the opportunity to, uh, I guess, test the waters and our, and our COVID plan in the winter comp, which is a, a much reduced competition. Uh, and now can open that up to our, our junior members uh, and run yeah, our proper summer season. Oh, and we know what juniors are like when they get out there. They just, they just love it. So that's yeah. good. You've got a little tester and then get the juniors out there. Now, yes. Um, question for you is did you have anyone at your affiliate or anyone contact you saying they were hesitant to come back or did were they asking for your COVID safe plans or anything around that? Look I haven't personally had anybody contact um, in regard to their hesitance to return to sport. I, I think uh, members of our club and, and people that are quite uh, sport focused uh, tended to see the, the mental health and wellbeing aspects uh, in regard to, you know, if it was well-structured, uh, we, we provided our, our COVID safe arrangements, communicated that well, they felt comfortable enough uh, that they can come back, exercise uh, and have all the strategies in place. Uh, so, so not at this point in time. Uh, we're very mindful that there will be uh, potentially some parents uh, in, in the junior competition uh, that will be a bit more reluctant and uh, cautious in their approaches. So we'll make sure that we have you know, the full committee on board uh, in these coming weeks and, and make sure we've got the communications out there. We've got our COVID um, safe policy on our website and we very much have set up all our communications around people, you know, feeling like they've got the information that they need. Yeah, excellent. And with your, your timings, did you have to change your, your timings for competitions uh, in your winter competition? Did you go, go for a bigger break in between games, uh, spread, the, spread the teams out? What have you done there? We, I guess um, one of our detriments has become a big, big advantage in, uh, in hills in regard to our, our size of our competition. Uh, we've only got three fields uh, to operate on and only two fields in, in winter. Uh, so as far as the spread, we, we had no problem uh, with the maximum capacities uh, for, for our competition. Uh, and with the arrangement of the fields in summer with our, our three fields, uh, we're similarly going to be able to run pretty much to program. It will be more uh, along the lines of making sure people leave straight away uh, mm -hmm. and, and changing those practices. Uh, we've got multiple entry points now, so they won't, you know, the habit of uh, not necessarily coming to the, the uh, amenities block to do the sign in will have blocks 
lots of signage you know, around the perimeters of the ground now so they can access any angle. Uh, unfortunately, we might be running our barbecue to start with. Uh, we'll have minimal cashless um, system in our canteen and, and you know, packaged foods only. That will be a little bit different. We might have to encourage people to go across the road to the shopping centre to get a chicken or something for dinner instead. Oh, so you won't be getting the dim sims to touch football. It's disappointing. No. <laughs> yeah, sausage sandwiches for a while. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Rep Touch in New South Wales is coming back. Um, we've seen Vorden Cup, which uh, in Queensland, it's very similar to the Metro Cup uh, in that it's a club-based uh, regional competition. That's been pushed back a few weeks um, with the government restrictions and not wanting people to travel across Sydney. Uh, how do you take that on board at Hills and what... Um, What's the feel? Is everyone ready to get, get out there and play some board and, board and cut touch footy? Absolutely. We, we've actually got our, our best contingency and it's probably, again, a reflection of the fact that uh, you know, people have been off sport and have really appreciated uh, having something to train for and work towards uh, with many sports um, unable to, to have their competitions uh, running. Uh, as far as the, the mood in, in terms of the delays, look, fully understandable. I think uh, for, us, for us, the message was, let's just stay connected, let's keep training, let's make the most. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, so let's just be together uh, for as long as we can, when we can. Uh, training has been, as I mentioned, we, we did a graduated return to training in regard to effort, uh, and we've maintained um, you know, the training importance of being fun and, and just being there to be with each other. Uh, we've got a lot of HSC students and, and you know, young university students that may have you know, been impacted with their employment recently. Uh, so we're, we're mindful of just having that connection, having an activity, keeping it very spirited and light. Uh, the, the end goal, yes, is to, to have a competition um, you know, later down the track, hopefully in October. Uh, but our focus has really just been to have that you know, mental health and wellbeing aspect and the, and the supports in place for each other. Yeah, excellent. And of course, I'm sure Hills want to go away with, with the, get away with a couple of wins as well when their competitions oh, do get started. Goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, now, I want to bounce back to you, Amy, up, uh, up there in Queensland with... Um, and just ask you for, uh, now that you're back underway, quite a large competition. A um, couple of tips for clubs and associations. We've got a number of associations in Sydney and New South Wales who are just coming into their junior comps, uh, who probably have competitions the same size, if not bigger, than what you're running. A couple of tips for keeping everyone apart, hurting people around uh, with this COVID, uh, in this COVID world. What would your top two or three tips be to an association who's just starting their competition up? Uh, the, probably the first one and the most important one is the communication aspect. You need to make sure um, that you get the message out to your members, but also ask them for help because we found that our club community and the family basis that really, they're a, they're a touch family, even though we're 2,000 members strong, everyone wants to get back out there. so. Probably the biggest thing is communicating and, and getting your volunteers through your club. We have been exceptionally lucky that our volunteer base is phenomenal. It's not because of its size, it's because of its loyalty, dedication and just commitment to the sport and to us. So don't be afraid to ask for help from your, commu from your community of touch members. Um, 
as uh, signage is probably the other really big thing, um, we found that everyone, like being such a large club, I thought we would have a few more issues with compliance, um, following the directions, etc. But I have to say, it's been really uplifting to see everyone do the right thing and have a chuckle while they do it. Um, so, and I think that comes back to your volunteers and, and your community and your club, the committee. Um, it's, it's, while everything's separate, it sort of seems to come back to that one, that one thing of community, um, committee volunteers. Um, QR codes, phenomenal, make life so much easier. Really wish that somebody had given us a heads up. We could have bought shares in those companies before this all happened. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably my biggest tip is communication, community, your volunteer advice, and just thank people. We found it, yeah, just say thank you because everyone wants to play. Um, so we found that to be the best part is just the smile on everyone's face when they can come in and say hi and as they walk past from 1.5 metres away to yeah. head to their fields. Yeah, excellent. So, you know, you haven't been, uh, you know, putting detergent on the uh, opposition's football when it's their turn to run and pass it around <laughs> to, to make sure it's clean. Oh, no, we're just make sure it's clean. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, our spray bottles are always filled with sanitising solution. There is no, no oil-based products used, I swear. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, Katrina, for you at Hills, I know you're, you've only got the, the two fields there, but um, for a couple of affiliates who might only run summer competitions in Sydney or New South Wales, um, they're coming into their competition, a small, large couple of tips that might, um, that might help them out if they're listening to this. Look, I think Amy's um, already mentioned communication. So being available to answer questions. Uh, yes, we have communication in all forums. Uh, so yeah, fa Facebook posts, uh, our Instagram, also our website and uh, responding to emails. Uh, I think it's just, you know, people will, will adjust in, in their way. Uh, we just need to be, be available uh, and, and be patient. Uh, you know, people forget, you know, they, they might be running late and, you know, they haven't done their QR code yet. It's, it's just friendly reminders. But I think if we can all sort of be, be patient uh, and just continue to learn together, uh, we'll, we'll get through it. It's just good to be back on the park and I think most people will appreciate that. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for joining us uh, to both of you. Um, a final word, Amy, do you have any other, anything you'd like to mention around your, what your club's done? Anything else or...? Have you, have you spoken and read, read through the dictionary? What do you think? Look, I think that we have definitely worked our way through that COVID uh, return to play documents. So we could almost recite them. And I'm sure that every <laughs> other club out there is in the same boat. I think we just need to remember that we're all playing touch because we love the sport. We love the connection. Um, we need to uh, reach out. Like I've said, I've said it to Queensland clubs too. If anybody has any questions or want some advice or even just to have a look through what we've done, feel free, contact us, have a chat. We're available. And I'm sure that Trina's the same. We just want to get the sport back to where it was. And I think we really will because everyone's so much more passionate now and, and the sense of community seems to have increased. So especially when you see the sport shut down, it's almost like it was taken away and now yes. everyone's just so thrilled to get it back up Definitely. and running. Um, and that's not just touch, that's rugby league, rugby union, soccer, that's all sports. Everything. Everyone's so happy to be just back out there running around. And I can tell just driving around Sydney, uh, the Saturday morning traffic, oh, yeah. it's a killer now. <laughs> um, and Katrina, a final word for um, some guys who might be listening. 
Oh, look, I, yeah, I just want to thank my committee um, for their support throughout the, the COVID period. We've got some fantastic members uh, and, and our, you know, our members also, you know, who have already um, messaged me, sent emails uh, and spoken to me directly saying that they're willing to help. Uh, just, yeah, you know, call them and, and they'll be there, so which is absolutely fantastic and we appreciate their support. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, both of you, for joining us. And if you are listening at home or in the car or wherever you are, um, feel free, look up Caboolture Touch or Hills Hornets Touch. And I'm sure, I'm not going to give you uh, Amy or Katrina's phone number, but I'm sure if you have any questions for them, they'll, uh, they'll be more than happy to answer. And they've got their information up on their website. So thanks for listening and uh, bye for now.